Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're studying the book of Jonah, Jonah's Magnificent God. Today we're looking at chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, and kind of focusing on God's magnificent presence as seen in his constant availability and in his chastening hand. We read in chapter 1, verse 5, the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship to the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said to him, what meanest thou, sleeper? In other words, wake up. What are you doing? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. You know, the sailors were afraid. Why? They'd been in storms before, but none like this one. They knew that this storm had to be a supernatural phenomena and therefore cried out to their gods for help. Their gods, as all make-believe gods, could not hear and therefore could not help. Jonah's God could help and would help if Jonah would just call out to him. When trouble comes in your life, who do you cry out to first? Do you run to your friends before you go to your ever-present God? Do you try to figure out what is the best way to get out of all the trouble without going to your all-powerful God? Why, why do you think we run to our friends or even ourselves before we go to God? It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Instead, it's better to trust in the Lord and put confidence in men. And when we really don't know what to do, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct our paths, okay? You know, God's willingness to listen to us proves his constant availability. His ear is always ready to hear. He is always available. We never have to fear getting put on hold or leave a message when we cry out to God. If Jonah would have remembered Psalm 86, verse 5 through 8, at the time the shipmaster woke him up, how could he have used these words to encourage the frightened soldiers? Here's what it says. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive, plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you, for you will answer me. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. In your life, who has always been there for you? Who do you feel you could go to at any time with any problem? Do you feel the same way with God? When we understand that God is always available and constantly ready to hear us and help us, we learn what Jonah knew but tried to forget. Let's never ignore the reality of God's constant presence. God's magnificent presence is a wonderful heart comforting truth. But I want you to know God's presence can also be seen through his chastening hand. In Jonah 1, 7 and 8, they said everyone to his fellow, come, let us cast lots so we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. They cast lots, the lot fell on Jonah. And they said to him, tell us, we, we beg thee or pray thee, for whose cause is this evil upon us? What is your occupation or where do you come from? What is your country and, and of what people are you? You know, life's troubling storms have a way of forcing us to examine our lives. In Jonah's case, he was thrown onto the witness stand with a number of salty lawyers questioning him. The truth was sure to come out. You can almost hear the rough sailor screaming over the noise of the wind and the waves. Who are you? Where are you from? Why is your God doing this to us? Jonah should have asked himself those questions long before the sailors. Have you ever kind of sensed God's chastisement in your life and known exactly why he was punishing you? When you sin, 
Do you sense the Holy Spirit's conviction in your heart? I hope so. It's not an enjoyable feeling, but a feeling that all who choose to act in an unholy way need to feel, and feel quickly. The longer we fight feelings of conviction from God's Spirit, the harder our hearts become. Now, David clearly described the feelings of God's conviction in Psalm 38. Just consider some of these thoughts. Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. Your arrows stick fast in me, and your hand presses me sore. There's no soundness in my flesh because of your anger, and neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. My iniquities are gone over my head. As a heavy burden, they're too heavy for me. My wounds stink and are corrupt because of my foolishness. I'm troubled. I'm bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day. My loins are filled with a disease. There's no soundness in my flesh. I'm feeble. I'm sore broken. I've roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before you, and my groaning is not hid from you. My heart pants. My strength fails me. For as light of my eyes, it is gone from me. My lovers and friends stand aloof from my sore, and my kinsmen stand afar off. They also that seek my life lay snares for me, and they that seek my hurt speak mischievous things and imagine deceits all the day long. I, as a deaf man, heard not. I was dumb as a man that opens not his mouth. Thus, I was as a man that hears not, in whose mouth there are no reproofs. For in thee, O Lord, I hope thou wilt hear me, O Lord. For I said, hear me, lest otherwise they should rejoice over me. When my foot slips, they magnify themselves against me. I'm ready to quit, to halt, and my sorrow is continually before me. Okay, this is as if David was saying, Okay, God, I am miserable. I've had enough. Then... David said this, for I will declare my sin, my iniquity. I will be sorry for my sin. If a professing Christian has never felt conviction or never experienced the chastening hand of God, Hebrews 12, uh, 5 through 8, does not have much encouragement to you as a professor. You see, the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastens every son whom he receives into his family. God's conviction, God's chastening hand, and the lack of God's peace when we sin are constant reminders of his magnificent presence. Thank you, Lord, for convicting my heart and keeping me close to you. Hey, we're way over time, but remember, today's the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice, let's be glad, and I hope you have a good day.